Welcome to this podcast series where I talk to the artists behind the music I play on my radio shows. I host two radio shows on UKCountryRadio.com. One is a country legends, a documentary style show, and the other is the Boudoir Bluegrass Show. Join me while I chat to and get to know the musicians and artists behind the music I play. Listen to their stories and their musical journeys and share some laughter and fun as you get to know the artists behind the music. Welcome to episode 11 of this podcast and my guest today is Jack Shannon, a singer-songwriter from Indiana, USA and he is best known for the song Same Old Moon which was recorded by Jim Hurst and I'm very pleased to say that Jack is giving me some time today to talk about his songwriting journey and all the things he's got going on. Hi Jack, how are you? I am great and thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, visit. Oh no, thank you. It's my pleasure. Tell me, how long have you been songwriting and what got you into it? Well, I've I've always felt that I could write songs and I've always just been fascinated with it. When I was a little boy, I'd look at a record and I'd always see the name under, in the parentheses, under the title. And I remember seeing that for the first time. And then I started noticing that the same name sometimes, like uh, Harlan Howard was on a bunch of them. And then I realized that that was who wrote those songs. And I was just fascinated with that, And but I never did write. And I played in bands and all kinds of different things. And then uh, about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I was playing clubs and it was beating me to death. And I come home one night from a gig and I woke up the next morning, my guitar smelled like cigarettes, and <laughs> I was dead <laughs> tired. And I told my wife, I said, that's it, no more, I'm done with bars. And uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. But I had a lot of people uh, always asking me if I had any CDs, and I never did. So I thought, well, you know, I'll record my own CD, and maybe if I played a gig somewhere, that'd be a little extra money if people would buy my CD. So I thought, well, you know, you have to pay royalties for so many songs that you record or whatever. And I thought, well, to save money, I'll just write some songs of my own. They don't have to be great. They just have to be good enough to fill up space on this CD, you know. Yeah, And cool. uh, so the first song I wrote was Same Old Moon. And I wrote that and I thought, well, that's not too bad. But I thought, well, maybe I'm just, you know, giving myself more credit than I deserve. And so I uh, had a theater show that we did. So I thought, you know, I never told anybody I, I was writing because your family and friends, they'll kind of lie to you. And it could be the terrible song and they'll say, why, that's really good, you know, because they don't want to tell you the truth. <laughs> that's true sometimes, yeah. So I thought, tonight's the night. I'm going to do Same Old Moon. And so uh, I did my set and uh, went out on a break in the theater and, my mom and my sister were there, and as soon as I sat down, my sister says, oh, she goes, that song about the moon, I love that. And I said, really? She goes, who wrote that? And I said, I did. She goes, no, really. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first feedback. So I started writing more songs, and that's just kind of how it started. And I told my wife, I said, I've always wanted to write songs that, were good enough that if I was around some pro writers, they wouldn't turn up their nose and run out of the room, you know? Yeah. And one of my songwriting heroes is a guy by the name of Jerry Sally. I always said, I'd love to meet Jerry Sally. 
that was one of my goals in life, you know. So uh, I met Jim Hurst, and it was kind of a strange deal at a house concert in Indianapolis, Indiana. Indiana. And we just connected and become friends. And so uh, he was booked up this way for a show, and I opened, and I'd done the same old moon, and he'd come over, and he said, hey, he said, that's a great song. He says, anybody cut it? And I said, no. He says, could I? And I said, that would be wonderful. Down deep, I was screaming and jumping up and down, you know, but I was trying to be a cool songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> but that's wonderful, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe it. And then it was torture waiting through that year to see if he was going to record it or not. So, but but he did. Yeah, and he, he did two songs of mine on that album. Oh, really? What was the other one? It's called I Picked the Wildwood Flower. Fabulous. It's on the Looking Glass CD. So then uh, I just had no plans on trying to do it as a profession or anything. And then one thing happened to after another. And then I went to IBMA with Jim. And he was telling me that, man, uh, same old moon is one of his biggest songs when he's in those shows, you know. And we went to Raleigh and holy moly, uh, people knew my song and I couldn't believe it. And so then he introduced me to people and things just kind of started connecting from there. And then lo and behold, my songwriting hero, who I always wanted to meet, Jerry Sally. I can actually call him a friend now, and I've written songs with Jerry. Oh, that's wonderful. And that, to me, that's just unbelievable. And so when I started writing, I thought my goal was just, if I could hear my song on the radio one time, you know, that would be wonderful. And I'll never forget the time, the first time I ever heard Same Old Moon come on the radio. It, it was amazing. What a great journey. I mean, that's a great story. And what I love about it most is that you, you just set out to write songs for yourself. You To write songs you could be proud of and hope that perhaps that they might be picked up by somebody. But you didn't hold any expectation that they would. So it becomes even more of a reward and a surprise when they do get picked up. And in fact, they did get picked up and by a person of notoriety. I mean, it's every songwriter's dream, isn't it? I know. I know. It's just... Uh, it's so weird how things work out. Yes. And uh, Jim's got a song out right now that I co-wrote with him, and it's called Back to the One. So that's getting a lot of airplay. Sideline uh, has recorded a song called Old Guitar Case that I wrote with Rick Lang. So now it's like, I'm an old pro. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, you've just led me nicely into my next question, which is about co-writing. You've already mentioned a couple of co-writers. Uh, have you got more projects on the go with other co-writers? Yeah, I've got uh, some things going, and I'm a terrible promoter. I don't grab opportunity like I should. But, you know, I, I'm bad about calling out and saying, hey, you don't know me, but my name is Jack Shannon, and would you want to get together and write? You know, so I'm trying to be better about that. And then I started writing with Mike Mitchell, uh, Rick Lang. So I'm reaching out to other writers and trying to uh, get me a good thing going here and build a good catalog. Well, the songs I've heard are really fabulous, and I'm a big fan of lyrics, and your songs do not disappoint. And in fact, there is one particular song I would like to talk about, uh, and it's utterly charming. I love it. So how did you come to write about Bloomingdale Boys? Well, thank you. Well, uh, Bloomingdale is a, a small town here. It's uh, probably about 200 people, maybe. But uh, that's where my son grew up and played in the Leatherwood Creek and 
now I have two little Bloomingdale boys that are his sons. And it was for my grandsons. And uh, they're just, they live the country life. They don't have iPads and cell phones. And they play outside and they get dirty. And they love playing in the creek, basically what the song's about. Well, that's what kids should be doing, out in the fresh air, building camps if near woods. My son George spent his childhood like that because we live next door to woods, always covered in mud, always bringing bugs and beetles home. And my friends used to call me the Earth Mother. And if they sent their kids over to me, they always knew to send a bag of clean clothes because they would be covered in mud. I mean, it's a great life for kids to grow up in. Oh, yeah. We... We had frogs in our house. Uh, I remember one time, my youngest son and his friend, they had like 40 bullfrogs in our bathtub. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, boys will be boys, won't they? Actually, I know a few Tom boys, a few girls who would be doing that. Um, oh, that's fantastic. So have you got songs on the go at the moment? I write every day, pretty much. Oh, you do? Yeah. It will be a complete song, but it, it'll be a part of a song. And then there for a while, I was uh, every day at two in the afternoon, I I was writing. And I'd like to get back to that again. But yeah, I write pretty much every day. That sounds good. So what's your format? Uh, Some people start with a hook, some just a melody first, some just lyrics. I write what comes first in any order that that might be. It all depends on how I'm feeling that day, how I'm being inspired. So what's your approach? First thing in the morning... I play guitar. Last thing at night, I play guitar. And throughout the day, I play guitar. And But I just like to hold it and just kind of helps me think. And uh, I'll doodle around with a melody or some chord changes. And that's kind of how I do it. Often, I don't know about you, but when I'm driving, an idea will come to me as well. And I'll have to keep singing it until I can stop and write it down or record it roughly on my phone or something. But I've always been fascinated to hear how different artists approach songwriting. Oh, yeah. And I think there's something about writing in a car that does it. Mm. One thing I really like to do, uh, I like to challenge myself and write about something I don't really know about and really challenge myself to see if I can make it believable, step out of my little comfort zone. I think that's a good thing. I think songwriters need to do that occasionally. Oh, yeah. It's good that you do that and that you have done that. And it's also great that you've taken the songwriting path as well. Well, you know, it changed my life because uh, I was a police officer for 21 years and it was stressful. And my wife always says I was, she says, you were wound tighter than a plot, you know. And uh, once I retired from law enforcement, oh, life was so much more relaxing. But uh, I kept having this urge to create. I just, and I can't build anything. I'm not a good mechanic. And I thought, I just, I got to do something. I just got to do something. And once I started writing, it was like, ah, that's it. And I found my peace. Oh, that is so good to hear. Now, Jack, I hope you don't mind a slight deviation from the songwriting. I know we're here to talk about your musical journey, but I have to talk about those cute dog pictures you keep posting on Facebook. You're a dog trainer too, aren't you? Oh, yes. Yep, that's what I, That's my day job. Oh, they're the cutest pictures. Oh, then you must be talking about Milo. <laughs> yeah, indeed I am. He just looks adorable. I'll tell you, Milo 
is probably the most amazing pup we've ever had. And he, he was a client's dog, and he just is just amazing. I tell everybody he can read third grade level. <laughs> well, you just seem to have a most wonderful way with animals. Well, thank you. And I look forward to more pup dates too. Oh, yeah. Well, I could talk about dogs all day as well. Well, I'm looking forward to catching up, as I said, with the pup dates. And also with, I'll be looking forward to all your new songs in the future. And I will, of course, keep you in play often on my show. And I can't thank you enough for giving me your time. Thank you. And Milo will be thrilled that to know that he was uh, the topic of a podcast in England. Oh, well, he's so cute. It's my pleasure. Now, thank you again. And please tell my listeners where they can find your music. My music's all on Spotify and the uh, other channels that it's available on. Now, have you heard a song of mine called Dirt Road? Oh, yes. In fact, I played it on my show, uh, my last show, last month, actually. Another great song, I have to say. That's one I really want to promote next. I'm going to try to get it cut by someone. Uh, it's just kind of a special song that I enjoy, and it goes over well when I do shows. Have you got a backstory to share with us right now while we're talking? By any chance? Yes. Jack is somewhat of an old grouchy man these days. <laughs> I don't like change. The world is spinning too fast for me. I was out walking one day and trying to get in shape. And then I discovered that round is a shape. So uh, I, I, there's a road where I walk, and it's just a gravel road about a mile and a half long, and it's just got corn on both sides of it. And I thought, this road has been like this probably for 100 years. And I thought, I hope it stays like this another 100 years. And I went home and wrote Dirt Road. Kind of a, the corn will always grow on both sides of the dirt road. Well, Jack, thank you very much for sharing that story with us. And thank you again for coming to talk with me. It's been great to chat with you. And I am so looking forward to the stuff you've got going on in the future. Thank you for having me. You have been listening to a Lynn Nash Music and Voice production for the Bands in the Boudoir podcast. I do hope you've enjoyed listening and I hope you will come back to listen to further episodes in the future. Thank you very much for tuning in.